0: Hi, thanks for tuning in to High on Horror. I'm Drew.
1: And I'm John. This episode and every future episode is dedicated to all the horror hounds and smokers out there who want to expand their knowledge of the genre and have a good time.
0: Today we're getting fried. Well, that's not a surprise. That's, but we're that's getting extra heavy. fried. <laughs> today we're talking about Friedberry. And we have the director Ryan Kruger with us today on this episode to discuss the film further. Uh, Friedberry is a South African dark comedy It's also trippy, cosmic, and exploitation and grindhouse throwback. We can't wait to talk about it. All that and more today on High High on on Horror. Horror. Interviews, reviews, and the latest news all rolled into one. Alright, you know the drill. It's time for Strain Wreck, the segment of our show where we discuss what strain we're getting wrecked on and current events in horror. John, what are we smoking today, man? We've spoken some Animal Face. Animal Face. <laughs> Is it's, that really what it's called? Uh, that's what it's called. Uh, well, it's also
1: known as Animal Face number 10 as well. <laughs> but it's uh, it's 21% THC, so it's a little on the higher end. So Damn.
0: Oh, hell yeah. Uh, and we're getting fried today, too, so that works out.
1: And it's a rare Sativa-dominant hybrid. so uh, it's, it's made by Cross and Face-Off OG. I wonder oh, if that shit. has anything to do with cage and travolta and animal mints so it's it's super rare it's like uh what was it pineapple express smells like god's vagina
0: (laughs) speaking of smelling hold on let me smell it oh my god it smells of them oh man it smells awesome it smells beautiful it's got that like
1: (laughs) it's got that piney like gassy terpenes yeah uh it has a potent high from the face off OG, and then uh, it has that like cookie flavored smoothness of the animal mints. And uh, animal face is known to uh, animal face. Uh, it's yeah, it's, it's the best. <laughs> I, I mean, I bought this purely based on the name. I feel like that's how a lot of my a lot of my weed shopping is. Uh, it gives you a full mind and body numb and high that lets you drift off into it says physical and mental bliss. Uh, and mental, yeah. First. Uh, it took uh, first place in the 2022 Emerald Cup Awards. I don't know what that means, but it's got to be good. Damn. The effects, uh, he got uplifted, relaxed, and tingly.
0: Damn, so we got our hands on so the I don't The tingler, know how,
1: Vincent Price.
0: Don't ask us how we got this. I don't even know <laughs> if we know.
1: <laughs> I, well, we don't know what happened like five minutes ago. Uh, the flavors are mint, menthol, and pine.
0: I was going to say it smelled very like minty. I had like a, had like a mint sort of... Uh, I could smell the mint. It smelled fruity, and I smell a little bit of mint, so I'm not surprised you threw well, it in there. It and like
1: then the, uh, the only the only negatives here is are uh, anxious, which I feel like that's any weed. If you I'm anxious enough. anyway. Yeah, uh, dizzy and uh, headaches. I don't know. Like I see sometimes they say headaches. The only time I get headaches is when I just smoke way too much and then like don't drink any water. Or anything. Yeah,
0: yeah, totally. <laughs> well, um, all right. Well, while but I, that's
1: just really me dehydrating myself
0: right that's that's your fault you know (laughs) it's um, it's my fault yeah while you get that sparked up i was gonna say that uh there's not really too much going on this week a couple of small things really but uh pearl comes out this uh well pearl came out a few days ago so we definitely plan on seeing that for sure right what about you
1: oh yeah i mean we definitely got to see that it's ty west double work
0: that's right yeah so we're definitely gonna be checking that out um So uh, if you all uh, listeners out there have seen it or are going to see it, you know, we'd like to hear your thoughts on it. Um, Also, uh, there's this new uh, movie uh, called Two Witches, John, that I made you watch the trailer for that I think looks insane. It's clearly inspired by the likes of Argento and Fulci. What did you think of the trailer? Yay or nay?
1: I'm interested. I, I don't necessarily know what it's about i mean i can i mean i got some guesses based on the trailer it's like i feel like there's old. i always compare i always talk about the saw trailers where like you would see a saw trailer and you're like i don't know what the fuck any of this was but i'm in like every year (laughs) they would get me i'm like and it would just like play sounds from other ones like i mean there was more to it with this one it was more than a teaser trailer but I, i it was enough to make me go, I don't fully understand what's going on, so I don't feel like it's giving anything away, mm-hmm. uh, but, but, it showed you it, but it was make enough go, hey, to hook watch me it. in that I, yeah, yeah, I'll watch that. The visuals, right? The visuals. Yeah, and like, I mean, we did, we, we did slap face, and I think that's, I had mentioned before, like, I'm not usually into, like, witch movies.
0: Yeah. That and The Witch. Well, uh, here's a synopsis for the uh, Euro horror film Two Witches. Uh, Expectant young mother Sarah is convinced she has been given the evil eye from a mysterious blank-eyed old hag while she is dining with her bullish and insensitive partner Simon. When the couple go to visit his new-agey friends Dustin and Melissa, dark forces are unleashed after an ill-advised attempt at consulting a Ouija board to ally her fears. Is that a LA? lay? What would that word be? A LA, lay, right? Yeah, lay. LA. LA. Anyway, LA. <laughs> meanwhile, uh, meanwhile, tensions grow between the grad school student Rachel and her new roommate Masha after a violent incident involving a man that the strange and impulsive young woman has brought home.
1: I wanted to bring up—you brought up like the pale eye thing. Do you feel like I feel like we see that all the time? And I felt like after Exorcism of Emily Rose, we got a whole bunch of black eyes. And I guess kind of like the ring around those time, and now then like everybody's like, well now I'm just switch it to pale eye. Now everybody does that.
0: Yeah, uh, you know that's that's the uh, the faulty and that when you see the white eyes, I definitely see like the beyond in that like. But uh, but but like I get what you're saying. Like it seems like everybody wants to do white eyes now. But sometimes it looks good, sometimes it doesn't. But it is definitely getting overused. I'll give you that for sure. Um, so uh, yeah, Arrow Videos debuting the film on Aero Player, their digital streaming service. In October, right around the holiday season. I think it's October 1st, to be precise. For those of you who are listening and like movies, uh, witch movies like me, uh, check out the trailer, Two Witches.
1: Yeah, I, hopefully it does good for them on their streaming service. I mean, I don't really know too much that Arrow's really put out that's that's been out there mainstream, yeah. but yeah i've been seeing stuff about two witches so hopefully it does good for them and helps out their streaming service
0: yeah hopefully yeah i hope so too i like that they're putting new uh movies out as well kind of like they're not just putting out like their 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 physical media catalog they're like here's a movie we're debuting on our streaming service that's pretty cool
1: and uh i think now it's time to get in the screaming room uh you know the segment of our show where we review things that you haven't seen yet So this week, we have episode 3 of the 101 Scariest Horror Movie Moments.
0: Uh, Man, this episode named some bangers for sure. Uh, They list a couple favorite of mine. Cujo, Friday the 13th, Dawn of the Dead. I don't disagree with any of the uh, movies mentioned on this list this episode. How do you feel?
1: Yeah, I... Oh, man. There's one on there that surprised me. And I I looked at Nicole. I don't know if maybe the same thought ran through your head. I went, that movies not horror. What is that? Aliens. What is it? Aliens? Oh, aliens. Yeah. I get it's horror. Yeah. I think of that as an action movie.
0: It's action sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. for sure. The first alien I would say is a horror sci-fi. Aliens is action sci-fi. And they
1: really ugh, never mind cuz we don't want to ruin <laughs> anything, but and I also had a problem with when they were talking about it, but but oh, sorry Josh, I hit a cord my my Um yeah, for the most part though, like I remember like when I was writing down the list as it was going, I was like, damn, like these are some good movies, like some
0: bangers, like I I'm said, like, yeah.
1: My question I gotta feel like it is. They haven't said it, but I feel like when they talk about the movies, they talk about the movies enough as a whole that I think it's like one moment per film.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I'm just like, damn, like we're this far out and we've already got stuff like, you know, so, so, so uh, some of the ones you've already said, Yeah, like, I'm just like, how are they so far out? What's ahead of
0: it? Yeah, exactly. Like, like, uh, I mean, I, I am going to go ahead and predict, uh, it's not a spoiler, so I'm not giving nothing away, but I 100% I'm going to predict that hereditary is going to make the list. I thought about that. I think hereditary is going to make the list. I think it's got to, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it will. If they're concluding new movies as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, how about let's take a second. Why don't let's predict uh, that's gonna. Be, what, what do you think uh, a movie like for sure? Don't name something obvious like the Exorcist. Like, what do you think is a movie that you think will make the list?
1: Damn, I was not prepared for that question. Sounds like you got one off. Well, I guess you already. I just said my, <laughs> I just, I just Damn, said that. What? Oh, man, it's one of those things that just you have so many things you can think of that nothing like pops through. Hereditary was a good one. Um
0: trying to see th- I I myself am right now trying to brainstorm is there is there another one that comes to mind right away like hereditary that uh hmm I don't know maybe I nailed that one <laughs> Yeah, I feel
1: like that's a that's a good one. But I I feel like it's new enough that it'll be on there. Yeah. The question is here I can't think of any right now Off <laughs> the top of my head. Of course once we're done recording I'll be like oh this one this of one. Of course. I was thinking of this one How many different Halloween movies Are going to make the cut Do you think it's just going to be the oh original Oh my god
0: if that's, Dude that's going to be I hope so But that's going to be funny as shit As, as like, the countdown gets closer There's just like six Halloweens listed And like five Jasons listed I thought listed about and, that
1: and I'm like wait There's oh no god. way Like I feel like the original for sure Maybe 2018 Maybe they throw kills on there since Yeah it's maybe, the maybe
0: Yeah they might I don't know man Um uh yeah shit there's there's a lot to go to think about uh, Ooh, midsummer I, they might I don't know I, don't I, was, really consider, th- I was thinking I mean, if the Wicker Man list, made, made the, the list the Prowler
1: you think you think maybe that'll make the list
0: it could it should it could and it should it was yeah, funny because I, I was about to
1: name one and then I went shit that happened this week so <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right well before we ramble on anymore uh, let's get into horror history
2: this week in horror history.
1: Alright, all tight. This week we got Cellar Dweller.
0: Man, I love this movie. Uh, It's got a great opening scene with Jeffrey Combs and has an awesome monster in it. It's about a comic book artist whose art comes to life. It's cheesy, but it's really awesome. There's actually a a Tales from the Crypt episode called Corman's Calamity that uh, practically has the same exact plot, but is also good as well.
1: And the title rhymes. What else you want? Yeah, right. Bubba Hotep from 2002.
0: Uh, you brought me yeah. in here to look at stick pictures on the shit house walls, man.
1: <laughs> I still, my favorite is when he says that he's Kennedy and, uh, he doesn't believe him. He's like, they dyed me this color. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Um, you know, uh. Bruce played a great Elvis, and this is still a better movie than that new Elvis movie, that new piece of shit that came out starring Austin Butler. See,
1: I haven't seen that, but the trailer looked good, and you know I don't like Elvis.
0: It was terrible. Because my
1: parents, growing up, did not agree on music, and we did road trips, and one of the few artists they agreed on was Elvis, so as a kid I got Elvis out like a long time ago. <laughs> well, I think I think that's why I ended up liking the Beatles more.
0: I feel I I like Elvis and I just felt that uh I get that doing another like autobiographical movie kind of seemed redundant. But the way that they did this like I just it, it was just it was uh Okay, there was like there's rap songs. I have nothing against rap, but those rap songs, like you know, it playing in the movie, like they just hip hopped and modernized it. It was, it was. I did not like it at all, and that was just one of many things that I disliked. I, at the time jumps. The, there was, there was so much wrong with it. But um,
1: all right, let's calm yeah. you down. I'm, I'll move on to another. <laughs> no, person. hold on, hold on, hold oh, on. Okay, what did I say? Okay.
0: I actually read the Bubba Hotep uh, novella by uh, Joe R. Lansdale, and it's pretty exact to the film. It's exquisitely simple yet effective, like the film. And it's uh, directed by Phantasm director Don Coscarali and uh, Bruce Campbell. So if you haven't seen the movie, that's all you should need to know to uh, order a copy or watch it online or whatever. John, uh, didn't I watch it with you for the first time? Didn't I introduce you to this movie? (sighs) Yeah, I think it was a couple houses ago. (laughs) It was a a a long time ago, ago, right? Um, Do you think Bruce does a good job as Elvis? Uh, well, Well, I mean, he does, right? But the question is... Did JFK, played by Bob ivy like you were just saying, did he steal the show?
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: I agree. The I two agree. of them
1: are amazing together.
0: <laughs> yes. Anyway, I'm sorry. You, I'm sorry for holding you up, my bad. Uh,
1: it's all right. I forgive you. The 1997 Wishmaster.
0: I said this last year, but I just couldn't get into this movie. Uh, let alone the shitty sequels. I wanted to like this movie so bad when it came out because it seemed like everybody my age who watched horror was like into it. Nicole liked it. Everybody although, still loves it. I don't. It's just not for me.
1: Now, the question is am I misremembering and it's not the original she likes? It's probably like like number three or oh, four God. or some terrible sequel number. Anyway, I'll Dude. do
0: it. No, look, I like had a lot more than Wishmaster. But that would be a fucking dare. if Somebody put a million bucks in a briefcase. It was like sit through all the Wishmasters and whole Razor movies. Oh man! Oh my god! And not fall asleep and or kill yourself, Jesus.
1: And you have to sit in a room with Rob Zombie while he tells you why his Halloween movie is superior to John Carpenter's. <laughs> to make the situation worse, yeah. no,
0: you can't have any weed. Uh,
1: oh man! <laughs> yeah, you gotta. I'm, I'm gonna need two million for that.
0: Yeah, right. Oh my god!
1: Oh, that and some counseling.
0: And some pizzas. You have to order me some food.
1: And uh birthday, we got Stephen King and Nick Castle both the same day, September twenty first.
0: And that's really fucking cool, man. I don't know if we mentioned this um, last year, I think we mentioned Stephen King's birthday. I don't we know. If mentioned we mentioned
1: Stephen King pretty regularly, so I would imagine we probably covered his birthday.
0: I don't know if we mentioned. And we'll that probably like, say
1: this again next year when we cover <laughs> his birthday. That's what again. I was going to
0: say. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned that they have uh, that Nick Castle and, and uh, Stephen King shared a birthday last year. Um, I don't know if we did, but uh, if we did, I certainly. Uh, I don't know I don't know if we did But that's uh, That was a lot of weed ago (laughs) And uh, that's uh, That's really cool though That they both share That's
1: pounds of (laughs) weeds. Pounds of weeds (laughs)
0: That's probably accurate But uh But yeah no That's really cool That uh, they, they share a birthday though Like uh That'd be cool to know if like they ever, like, split a beer or something or had to split a beer. I mean, <laughs> not I'm going to split a beer. I'll drink half s- you drink half. I didn't even
1: catch that even. I was like, what was... Oh, wait. Split a beer?
0: No, nah, you know, but I'm sure... They're d- going to
1: split a blunt, maybe. <laughs> well,
0: I mean, maybe. Yeah. But anyway, you can go on.
1: Uh, if I had to guess, I'd say Nick Castle probably smokes the weed.
0: He yeah, he, he seemed like a... He'd chill. He was a he hippie. He was uh, like a
1: hippie. Then September 24th from 2010, we have Shaun of the Dead.
0: Uh, ah, he's got an arm off. <laughs> What's your favorite scene from Shaun of the Dead, man? Mine's the uh, when the Queen's song Don't Stop Me Now comes on at the Winchester when they're beating uh, John up with the pull cues at the beat of the song.
1: My favorite is early in the movie after he goes to the store, comes back, and they have one in the backyard, and him and Nick Frost are just chucking <laughs> everything at him and just missing. <laughs> That's that's probably my favorite scene of the entire movie Because that's probably the most said, like, the first to you 15 minutes. I see
0: that being you That's why if there were zombies you're trying to throw shit and They just, they miss just it got all by boxes miles. of stuff They're just <laughs>
1: chucking at them and just missing
0: You know I just thought of something dude We would totally have some like scary movie shit going on I want to go back real quick to the Nick Castle thing You said you know that he probably smokes And I agreed You know like <laughs> I can only imagine hanging out with Nick Castle Like getting baked getting bombed and I'd just be like yo dude put the shape mask on and do the walk <laughs>
1: Start breathing, dog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just doing some scary movies you should Just get high as hell with Michael Myers. Mean, That'd be cool as so. hell. Yo,
1: Nick, do you think you could fit the blunt through your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just like, half of like like it's like the Dr. Pepper photo, but it's like a blunt. <laughs>
0: it's like, nah, if, if not, if not, put that new, uh, put that new uh, ends mask on. There's, there's, there's holes be in like, the like Yo,
1: cheek. this the blunt. This, this the blunt that burned the hair off you, man. <laughs>
0: They say, Yeah, the, the mask didn't burn. The mask got half burnt from the fire. <laughs> at the end of the it, was a it was Safety a first, kids. <laughs> Jesus.
1: All right. Actually, if you a kid, you should not be listening to this. Yeah, no,
0: 21 plus.
1: <laughs> All right. I think that disclaimer's out of the way. So, uh, geez, what the hell we got next? Puff, puff, ass, right? Yeah. You know, you write us in questions. High on har 420gmail.com online at highonhar.com you can get us on the socials twitter instagram facebook at high on horror 420 i think i'll leave tiktok out we don't have a good trip through there yeah that's a weird platform to try to set questions anyway so uh i just rambled on for no reason so uh let's move on yeah, man. Puff,
0: puff, pass. all right our first puff puff ask question comes from canada queen I'm sorry, Cannabis Queen. From- Cannabis Queen? Is that what you said at first? <laughs> yeah. uh, Cannabis Queen from Instagram asks, do you guys have a movie that you can't get too high or else it'll start to bug you out? Um, to, answer, to answer that, uh, I, I do get more paranoid when I'm watching supernatural horror films. I've said that before on the podcast. I can watch slashers with ease, but if I'm watching ghost shit or demon shit and I hear a noise in an air vent or a floor creaking in my house, I might just be tempted to turn a light on, like Sinister, The Exorcist, shit like that. But I keep smoking; it doesn't stop me from wanting to smoke. But I might turn a light on.
1: That's <laughs> funny because my answer was gonna be Sinister. Sinister's one that creeps me out.
0: You always bring that shit up,
1: dude. That movie creeps the fuck out of me. <laughs> i'll try it. and like when i think about it, like nothing else just pops in my head the way sinister does oh, really
0: so sinister is like the one yeah. movie that you feel like you could be too high that to, you might have to like be bu- you'd bug yeah, out man. for Begul- if too and that,
1: hold hold on i'm a rhyme here but in the pole when he turns <laughs> around that shit creep that shit every time just like the first song just creeps the fuck out of me
0: so do you feel that you would turn a light on or want to stop smoking
1: I'll probably just turn All right, just a that's what I mean, it on. That mean I'm never going to stop. But there's times where I'm like, I don't need to be as high as I was to see that movie. <laughs> yes.
0: I totally understand.
1: But, uh, so then we got another one from Instagram. From Horror Man. Horror Man. <laughs> he said, what do you think the most overrated film this year? For me, it was Nope. Mm. Uh, a lot of people say Nope. I think Drew's. I think Drew's gonna figure out my answer. You want to guess?
0: You're gonna say pray? Ah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you haven't listened to our Brian using a part two episode, we we broke down pray. I uh, Drew loves it.
0: Good I'm saying him. I loved it. I liked it. Okay. I liked it. I okay. didn't love it.
1: He compared to me. You loved yeah, it. Yeah, compared
0: <laughs> to me. Compared to me. Compared to you, I loved it. I, I yeah, it's that.
1: between that allegoria and scream for like the worst movies but i was
0: oh god allegoria god Ugh.
1: but scream and pray maybe it's close maybe it's because i hate to pray more but i i got i got tricked into being excited for the movie just to be let down for pray for pray and oh, yeah, for the, scream, and scream okay, but i feel for somehow as much have as much i much hate scream would uh say i like that more
0: okay well um uh, I guess, uh, for uh, in regards to an uh, overrated movie, is that including besides Pinocchio? <laughs> uh, no, uh, for me, it would be uh, Netflix's incantation. Uh, everyone said that that shit was scary and it was ass, and uh, Uma was worse. So I don't know, it's between them two. It's like one had hype behind it and it was, it sucked, and the other one, uh, said it had like. The same thing they both had a lot of hype behind them and they both sucked so that's that's it uma and uh incantation probably my two guesses guesses or picks picks i'm fucking high dude
1: <laughs> all right so uh continuing the theme of being too high friedberry time we gonna we're gonna get into our review of that
0: So, this is one of those episodes where we literally got everything from Friedberry's conception to where it's at now at festivals and shit. So, there's no backstory that I can give here. I would love to do one of my like long, lengthy, like in-depth backstories, Jersey. but uh, <laughs> there's nothing that I could say that you're not going to hear in this interview coming up with director Ryan Krueger here in just a few minutes.
1: Alright, I guess that's my cue, huh? Yeah. So uh Barry" is a 2020 South African black comedy science fiction horror film. It's a, it checks a lot of boxes. It really. does. It's uh, written and directed by Ryan Kruger. Uh Gary Green uh plays Barry and uh in the lead role of Barry, he's a drug addict who gets abducted by aliens who take over his body and then send him back to Earth. We follow Alien Barry as he strolls through the streets. He does a lot of fucking walking in this film.
0: Yes, he
2: does.
1: He's like a junkie Forrest Gump. (laughs) And uh, the way I described it to you after I saw it, I said, it seems like a fucked up version of Starman from John Carpenter. Yeah. Just like, instead of the nice guy, it looks like Jeff Bridges. We just get a fucking heroin addict. (laughs) And he ends up being a better person. And father and husband after the aliens have entered his body. And I I want to talk about how the aliens enter his body. I won't ruin it, but it will get ruined in the interview. But uh, And like we talked about Willy's Wonderland two weeks ago. This movie has a mostly silent protagonist as yeah. well. Yeah, it does. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely absurd, but it works. And, I mean, the movie's literally just an alien inhabiting his body. And, like I said, a fucked-up version of Starman. He's just learning, sh- like, like stuff from, like, other humans.
0: Yeah, and it's like, it's like you said about him being a good person. It's like he's, like, innocent, almost, in yeah. this world, experiencing everything for the first time. And, like you said, he's silent. So, like, all you get amongst all this shit that he's seeing happening is just facial expressions.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. And that's, like, the thing. Like, there's a lot of close-ups in this movie. And, like... Gary Green is just really expressive.
0: Yeah, he is. He moves his jaw in ways I don't think I ever could.
1: Yeah, there's yeah, it's it's weird, but like I like I said, everything about this movie is just ridiculous, over the top, absurd, whatever you want to call. But it all works. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. It's entertaining. It's a mixed bag of tricks that like work somehow. It's like it's yeah. It's it's. I agree.
1: It's a it's a a slow burn black comedy, if you will.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But it's but it's intriguing. Like
1: just the character development of the of the alien, really. I Mm -hmm. mean, you forget that it's not really Barry in there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're almost like you almost. I agree with you 100%. And, uh, oh,
1: you know what? You could add possession movie to the subgenres for it.
0: Technically, yeah. Yeah. Alien invasion movie. I mean, I guess it said sci fi, yeah. so technically. But, um, yeah, like, I, I agree, man. Uh, this, this movie is batshit crazy. And, uh, Ryan did a really good job of making the camera take you, the viewer, on the journey with Barry. That's part of it. Is like the camera is kind of like this ignored character that's there the whole time and getting these angles. You know, these angles that Ryan uses, in these close-ups that you just mentioned. You know, it makes the camera so it like takes you on this insane ride with Barry. It's hilarious. It's ridiculous. And
1: the city, like, the city looks amazing as well As you're just following him Just walking from one event to another
0: Yep It's it's dark and it's gritty It's well acted
1: They always got that Michael Myers walk at times <laughs> They'll just like keep turning
0: and the thing is about it is that it's gross in certain parts but it's gross in a fun way that makes you want to keep watching not gross in a way that makes you like uncomfortable want to turn your head it's a gross in that comedic way that you're 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 being dared to see how much you can watch or take and you want to be dared you want to go there that's this type of movie like you want it to take you on the journey it's going to take you on
1: yeah a lot of times when i watch it, i'm just like where the fuck is this going <laughs> like i don't understand what we're doing i'm just confused but i'm in yeah
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly i love this movie man uh, i do think that uh that it's best enjoyed with a group of friends just so you can see other people's reactions to it oh for sure you know for sure uh and with I, a lot of weed yeah yeah um i would give it uh an 8.5 out of 10
1: for what it's worth yes yeah, that's like 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 I've said, we we've had we have sliding scales on our ratings, and like I would rate this as just like a fun movie. Yeah, and in that category, yeah, I I I, I I'll, I'll match you with an eight point five on that in the
0: it, fun yeah. category. Well, it's fun, but that's just it. It's uh, it's kind of like Guar the band, how like Guar was uh. Like the, the joke about Guar was that it was like they were actually good. They actually made like good music. They weren't just ridiculous. So it's like even though like it is just a fun movie, it's also like a really well made movie. The angles, like I said, like the camera work and the music and the cinematography. You know, uh, yeah, it's 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 a goofy movie, but like a, but it's, but it's also like a really well made movie. So yeah, eight point five is a solid. Uh, I think that's a great a great rating for it. Well deserved, and. uh... Yeah, uh, I think it's time to get into Burn and Learn, so light that shit up, John. This is the segment of our show where we fill you listeners in on some behind-the-scenes facts and trivia about the movie we're discussing. So, today, that's going to be Friedberry. Are you sure? (laughs) Oh. Hmm.
1: Burn and Learn. Alright, I'll get us started off here. The uh, film was written in three days, and most of the film's dialogue was improvised on set.
0: The intro was inspired by the Simon Bates age restriction on VHS tapes during the 80s.
1: During the making of the film, Ryan wanted to cast actor friend Joey Kramer from Flight of the Navigator to be in the film, but it didn't work out due to scheduling. But in one of the scenes where Barry is flipping through the channels, if you look closely, you'll see Joey Kramer being interviewed on the TV.
0: Uh, you know the uh, "Don't Worry, Be Happy" music video by yeah. Bobby McFerrin, where yep. Bobby floats off out, uh, floats off of the window ledge. Uh, yes, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, that's uh, this. That's what inspired the scene where Barry floats out of his socks okay. and shoes.
1: Actor Sean. Cameron Michael and Graham Clark actually play the same characters in Ryan Kruger's The Time Travelers, which is a short film.
0: I have not seen that, but now I'm interested. I would definitely check that out.
1: I mean, I'm, yeah, I I'm mean, you know I love short films.
0: All right, well, uh, let's go even deeper into Friedberry and talk with the director himself, Ryan Kruger. Today's guest is an actor, writer, director, producer, and more. He wrote and directed the film that we're here to talk about today, Friedberry. Welcome, Ryan Krueger. Thank you for being on High on Horror. Cool. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we really appreciate you taking the time. You're a busy man right now. Um, before we start the uh, interview and talk about uh, your movie, we wanted to ask you because you're on High on Horror. Are you a smoker? Do you uh, indulge in cannabis? And if so, how often?
2: Uh, not that much. Uh, I, uh, you know what? I've actually just quit cigarettes recently and I'm like a fucking chain smoker. So I smoke a lot. Congrats. Uh, but I've, just, I've just stopped. Uh, so it's been like two weeks and, then uh, just the other day I bought one of these like electric cigarette things just to have a little drag here and there. Uh, but when it comes to weed, I'll smoke every now and then, uh, like I'll, I'll have like a little joint every now and then, but yeah, I don't smoke, uh, a hell of a lot. It's just, it's just here and there. And then when I do that, it's nice. So I don't abuse it, if that makes
1: sense. <laughs> Do you feel it helps you with the creative process at
2: all? Uh, probably not, no. <laughs> it depends <laughs> what I'm smoking. depends what I'm smoking. So, yeah. So, yeah, I'd rather... Uh, I don't know. I think it's... Yeah, I know. No, it's, it's, it's... You know, when it comes to... Uh, like smoking weed you know there's diff- you know there's different types of weed so there's this shit that just knocks you out uh, and I hate that. <laughs> and so I'd like I would sit there and I'd be like, oh thinking about my life thinking I haven't said anything <laughs> for a long time maybe I should say something and then I say it and then I'm like, why did I say that? and then yeah so I think it'll be the, the, my worst nightmare being on set as an actor or a director and then smoking the fucking blunt. Just before, just before I get upset <laughs> and I'll be like, oh my God, it's like the worst fucking thing ever. I'll like forget, forget my lines, forget everything that I'm gonna do, maybe direct it a completely different way. So so yeah. <laughs> so here and there, I'll have, I'll I'll have a I'll have a joint here and there. Okay, well, um uh, what made
0: you get started in the film business? How old were you when you knew this is what you wanted to do for a living? Uh,
2: yeah, I'm one of those kids I uh, kinda knew of uh, what you know what i always wanted to what i always wanted to be so uh, you know i grew up just watching you know films with my dad the whole time and my brother so it's always been like a thing that i've you know always wanted to you know I, I got into acting first and then you know then i went into directing so it's always been like a like a thing and then back then it was always you know renting videos from the video shop so you'd spend like fucking hours in there trying to pick out the shit that you want to watch and then totally know, then totally it, yeah so I, I, I think that was a uh, and half, half the videos you'd pick it, it will be based on the artwork of the cover you wouldn't even fucking read of you know what's on the back You'd be like yeah that's look that looks fucking awesome i want to watch that and then that's yep, it yep totally <laughs> so yeah so so from the start you know with uh watching movies with my dad and getting videos out was always a yeah it was always a thing but I think by the time it came to like the late 90s I already watched most of like you know 50s 60s 70s and 80s and early 90s movies but I mean the way it goes now there's there's too much fucking content out there and it's impossible to uh for sure to, you know but with it and there's probably more shit now than there are, than there's ever been so yeah yeah
0: totally and um I wanted to say, you know, uh, you have, you act, you direct, you write and like of the three, which do you think you prefer the most? Which is your favorite to do? Um,
2: You know, well, uh, I think probably acting and, well, I mean, directing, writing and producing all goes hand in hand. Um, You know, I love acting and I love directing. The thing is with acting, it's out of my control. You know, I go to audition, even either get it or I don't. And then at least with directing, you know, I can push, uh, you know, for projects and I've got more control of it. So, um, so yeah, I'll, I'll always do both. Cause people always say, you know, if you had to choose one, I'm like, well, if I can don't, I can just do fucking both. So, <laughs> uh, I, like, I'll, yeah, I'll just, you know, carry on doing my directing. And then, you know, then here and there, you know, if I get the role, i get the role. But yeah, I just started really young, um, uh, Getting into uh, getting into filmmaking. I mean, yeah. have you guys seen that movie, uh, Super oh, Eight? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So my like my, my childhood was very much like that. Uh, you know, I'd, I, like my dad bought me this shitty camera from cash converters back in the day called uh, <laughs> what was it? J- JVC Video Movie, and I was like, just because it said Video Movie, I was like, oh, it's a film camera. Really, it's just like <laughs> it's, it's still a fucking shit camera. So I would take that and I would, uh, yeah, and I would literally, you know, make films over the weekend uh, with my friends uh, or summer holidays and, you know, a busy writer, you know, all these things and we would turn up and we would just do like improv or come up with a story and, you know, I'd spend the weekend or the summer holidays making shit. But it was cool. I mean, I must've made about 300 of them. Over the years, but they were all like shit, and we all had like an American accent <laughs> for some reason, and we all <laughs> we were all like, uh, you know, it was always it was always like action and fighting and shit like that. But it was cool, and uh, you know, even just doing that, you know, I learned uh, I learned a lot from it. You know, just like with angles and and I of all these films that you know, as I said, they were all shit, but in each one there was always like something cool. You know, and then there was another one that was just like that one thing cool and then it ended up being where I'm like, oh, why don't I take all the cool things and then just put it into like one? You know, and then it was, you know, then you start growing from there and understanding a lot more shit. And because even when I got the camera, I was I was more bothered about um directing, even though at the time I was doing more uh, acting work, but with with the camera I was doing directing more, but getting all my friends you know to act and then i ended up acting in it as well which was awful but it was just you know i was concentrating on you know on the on the directing side and then i think shortly after that um eventually i started uh making music videos and then um but th- but back then it was also um yeah i started making music videos i think it was 2004 or five i think and then it was only around 2008 where I started making music videos, where I actually had like a good crew. Because uh, before that was like me on, the, you know, one-man show basically shooting, getting pushed, ar- pushed around on like a business business chair, zooming in and zooming out, trying to get all these angles and shit like that. And then, uh, yeah, and then, you know, I think around 2008 with all the music videos I was shooting there and I had a nice crew. And, uh, but even before that, actually, even before 2008, I did this like, uh, behind the scenes documentary style thing where I filmed with like over like 50 major, like US and some UK bands backstage. It was like tour bus, you know, t- like on the tour bus or backstage or in the hotel rooms of like bands. And we shot with like, you know, like Sid from Slipknot and Juliet Lewis and Licks and like, uh, Henry Rollins and Black, you know, Black Flag and, kill switch engage and all these other uh, metal bands and stuff uh, back then uh yeah and then after the shooting the music videos then it was you know was slowly uh w- with the music videos I did like narrative storytelling within the within the music videos or so some of them were very uh visual and then yeah and then end up doing like uh, commercials and uh and then yeah, and then it, obviously it's always been a thing, you know, to shoot a feature film. So I've always been aiming for that for the longest time and then ended up deciding to to do Fry Barry by myself, uh, which we'll probably get into that. And then, um, but yeah, before that, it was, you know, during that whole time, I was also doing uh, doing acting uh, for TV and film and stuff like that. So, and then apart from Fry Barry in the past seven years, I've been working on eight a, a parts, um experimentals so for the past yeah i think it's the past seven years i've been working on uh, eight experimental films and every time one each one's done i've sent it to film festivals but i haven't released any of them so they've already been on you know at the film festival circuit and that's it so i haven't uh, i've got one more left And then, uh, yeah, basically, I want to release all eight of them together as an exhibition, and yeah, some of my my favorite pieces of work. And it's crazy because it's been seven years and I haven't even haven't even released it, which is which is crazy.
0: that's awesome wow that's that's that sounds i mean i don't know that sounds like it'd be really hard to hold on to that and i want to show that stuff to people man like that's really cool and that's crazy i don't know if i've ever heard of somebody filming like eight movies and and not showing them and waiting for an exhibition so yeah definitely crazy
2: because in a way it feels like it's it's got out there in a way because of the festivals but at the same time None of them's online. So it's, you know, I was thinking about it the other day going, fuck, I actually can't believe that it's been seven years. haven't fucking released. The only one I actually released was uh, Fry Barry, the short. So I actually had a short of Fry Barry that I made. Mm. Uh, And there was no plan to even do a feature. It was just a standalone uh, experimental. So I released that because of the feature just to, um, just to push that out there before I released the feature. Uh, but yeah, it's some of my like favorite work and it's just like cool, arty, um, gritty, cool, like little ideas that I want to do. And because, um, you know, with the music videos, when I started doing music videos, I was very lucky that uh, I got to do what, whatever I wanted. So I, I would come up with a concept, I'd do whatever I want. And they, the bands trusted me, which was awesome. But at the same time, I was kind of still in a box because of the style of the music uh, you know that I was doing the videos for, so I couldn't go too crazy. I couldn't go too this way or too that way. So the nice thing about the experimentals was I could do anything I wanted, and uh, you know there was no rules. There was no like um, record label saying, "Oh, you got to do more of this or do more of that or anything like that." You know, so so that was it was pretty cool just to yeah to do these uh, seven eight uh, experimental films and just you know basically just did what I wanted to do. You know.
0: Yeah, it's totally awesome. Um, is there anything that you want to accomplish in your career in film before you hang up your gloves? Like anything that you haven't done but want to do? Any any
2: goals? Fuck, dude. I don't know. I just wanna. I just wanna make movies. I just wanna make movies. I've got a shitload of ideas that I would uh, love to do, but you know, there's certain things that I know I can pull off um, on a low budget, and then there's other stuff that I'd love to do, but I need I need budget. You know, I need a studio behind me. Mm -hmm. So there's lots of those where, um, because this is the thing, you know, you know, when you come up with a script or you come up with an idea and you have a pitch deck treatment and stuff like that, you know, you can have like 10, 20 ideas and, you know, and you can send it out to all these people. And, you know, obviously you're going to have favorites more than others. And yeah, I want to make them all, but, you know, you'll have, you know, your little favorites here and there. And then you'll have, you know, more commercial ideas and less commercial ideas. And, you know, it depends what they pick and what they want to do, you know, to put the money into it. So there's other things where I'm like, fuck, I'm going to have to wait for this one before I get, you know, more. And, and that's the funny thing with Fry Barry. You know, I, I, I independently uh, made that film, you know, there was nobody backing us. It was me and my producer, uh, my co-producer, you know, putting money into to the film ourselves. Because I know if I went to any company in South Africa and said, yeah, I want to make a, a movie about uh, a heroin addict that gets abducted by aliens and just is off his fucking head the whole day, <laughs> they'll be like, yeah. <laughs> but not. we're not really going to go for that one. So, uh, and we have like all the different types of drugs and shit like that. So at the same time, you know, it's... Um, uh, I, I, I think it was the right decision making that film because you know nobody would have gave me money to do it, but it ended up being a success. So at the same time, it was it was the right one to do. You know,
1: you know. what what attracted you to the horror genre? I've
2: just always i just always uh, loved it. You know, I've it's, I've always you know liked you know whether it was uh, John Carpenter or like David Cronenberg or you know just all those you know all those old school 80s 80s movies and it was such a, you know such a big part of your childhood you know you know sitting there maybe getting like nightmare on elm street and shit like that sitting there with your friends and watching it, it was always like the fucking best you know it was always great and going back to like going to the video shop and checking all those uh you know uh vhs covers of all these like horror films and you'd be like oh that looks awesome and and uh, just getting there And the, the, the cool thing, you know, I grew up in I grew up in England, and obviously in England, you know, you can get hold of a of a a lot of you know a lot of stuff uh, for like films and foreign films. And and living in South Africa, uh, I'm pretty sure like the upbringing here to a lot of filmmakers. I mean, there's a lot of shit you can't get hold of over here. It's not like it's not like in the UK and I'm sure in the states and stuff like that where you can get hold of uh, a lot of films and and collectibles and and shit like that i think it's uh i think it must be really hard out here for for old school stuff you know
0: yeah, totally and uh okay so getting into friedberry um the film is nominated for six awards at the south african film and television awards coming up in like a couple of days i believe how does that feel man we're rooting for you that movie's still out there doing you know going to get uh nominated for awards at other uh, festivals and stuff that's cool man it's like. Since the movie's release,
2: it's still circulating, still getting critical praise, still getting nominations. How does that feel? Yeah, no, no, it's it's it, you know it's it's amazing that it's still going. On, but I think this is like the end. You know, it's slowly coming to the end for especially for like awards and shit like that. And it's you know because we did the whole uh, festival, you know, tour and stuff like that, which did great, and we picked up all those awards. And I, like personally, I kind of knew without sounding st- stuck up. I kind of knew that the film would do well in a sense of what the type of film that I was making because, you know, I, I knew that market and I knew that, I, you know, I was that kid that fucking loved those movies. So that's, you know, that's what I made. Um, and I never knew how well it would do in South Africa. And, you know, I said to my producer, it's very important that this film, you know, does well in South Africa. And, uh, you know, and he asked me why. And I was like, well, the thing is, we don't make movies like this here. So, so Fry Barry is definitely the first of its kind for South African cinema for making a movie like this. And South Africa is a pretty conservative, like really fucking conservative. So it's only in the past few years they're starting to make different films, which is which is great. But still... It's still fucking hectic compared to what, what <laughs> everything else that gets made. So for it to for it to pick up um, the nominations, especially for the Saftas is uh, is is crazy because because of what it is and it's just so different. So to 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 win like best film at uh, Rapid Lion uh, last year or the year before when it, when it came out, um, that you know that was cool that we won that and. And, you know, a few weeks ago, there was the Keza Den, uh, in Durban, in South Africa, we won best film. So, to, yeah, to get these nominations now for the for the SAFTAs is, it's just crazy for, for the content of what it is and that there's all these type of drugs and there's just dick and pussy and this and that and all, everything in <laughs> there, that it's like, it's, it's quite surprising. Uh, but it's great because it's really going to open the door to other filmmakers that come after me to be able to make, you know, these cool types of films. And I, I think, you know, back in film school, you know, in South Africa, that you know, they, they would say, you know, you've got to make, you can't just make this type of film. You can't just make that type of film. You have to make a film that sells and, you, you know, you can't do this, and you can't do that and you can't be too arty. Um, because, at, you know, at the end of the day, the movie business is a business, which is true. But at the same time, when they were saying that, they were, like, thinking about just South Africa and nowhere else. So at the same time, I Emily, mean, like, there's a whole fucking world out there. So if you know the target markets and you know you do it a certain way and, you know, you get the right ingredients for the for the movie, uh, you know, for the right crew and all the right people, then you can make something really cool and you can sell it overseas and around the world and not just South Africa. So, but it's, yeah, I mean, in South Africa right now, you, you know, it's on um, it's on Showmax, which is like the South African version of like Netflix. So that's, you know, that's, that's screening now on there. And yeah, it's just had an amazing run and it's cool that it's slowly came back to South Africa and now it's ending off now in South Africa with these awards. So yeah, we got six nominations and yeah it will be interesting to see you know who wins and who gets what but at the same time like i said just getting the nominations is is great so i i, I don't know if we will win or not or anything like that but we've been nominated so there's 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 definitely a chance uh yeah there's definitely a chance there you know
1: yeah that's awesome and uh you, you have a lot of short films on your resume what draws you to that format
2: um well the thing is with uh i think as a filmmaker um so a lot of my a lot of my short films on my you know on my resume apart from my experimentals that I've done now you know there's a, a small handful of uh, short films and then there's the short films that are actually music videos but it's a short film within you know a music video um and that's what i got known for with uh, being a director for music videos in South Africa was a narrative, you know, a uh, storyteller within a music video. And what drew me towards uh, doing the music videos and, and doing the short films was because, you know, you can make a short film, you can send it to festivals or you can, uh, you know, post it up on YouTube. And, you know, if it goes on TV in your own country, it's probably goes on at 4am when nobody's actually fucking watching. So then, you know, I thought the cool thing is with music videos, uh, because with short films, there's no there's no money in it. But with uh, music videos, I'd get paid to do the music videos and it will go on MTV and it will go on all these music channels. So I was making short films, but getting paid for it in a clever way, but doing it within uh, music videos. And it just grew from there because I've always, obviously always wanted to go into features. So the music videos let me get paid for doing the short films within the video. And um uh which was also kind of training to get to features, you know.
0: Well, uh yeah, you actually mentioned it earlier, but uh Friedberry is based off of a short that you did. So of all the shorts that you did, why was that the one that you were like, I'm gonna focus in on this one and make this one be the movie I
2: make? I d I I don't know. It, it, it's actually it was actually crazy because there wasn't uh there was no, when I did when I did Friedberry the short, there was no not even afterwards there was no plan to make that into a feature it just did really well uh and then you know later on I obviously it kind of planted that seed it's like you know if i did make this into a feature how the fuck could i make it into a feature and then how could i pull it off with this guy as a lead because he's not an actor he's normally an extra so i just i just liked uh, gary green's look and so it had to be when I came up with the idea for the feature, it had to it had to be the right story, uh, the right way to film it, and yeah, everything just had to like tick all the boxes uh, to be able to do it. But it was it was funny, but like before I made uh, the film, it was very much I had all these other scripts I I could have I could have chose, but um, you know, and I, I think for a director it's a big thing, you know, what what feature film do you do first, what what are you going to put all this time and energy into? Like, which which one? And I could have done, you know, the 10 scripts that I had on my table at the time. And, uh, but I just came up with the idea and I thought, fuck, this is it. This is right. So I didn't even look at the other scripts again. And I thought, I, I knew exactly how I was going to do it. And yeah, I, I just, three days, I wrote a 50% scene brief breakdown. Uh, I rang with producer and I said to him, dude, I want to make this film and I want to make it next month month later we started shooting the film so it actually came around like pretty quick uh but the reason why it came around pretty quick as well was you know i had money at the time and the producer had some money at the time so we both produced it together and also at the time i went through like depression and shit and i was just like over shit i was over waiting for people to go yeah yeah we might make a film yeah we'll get back to you and i just thought fuck that not waiting anymore. I want to do this film. I'm just going to do it. And and when I when I did ring my producer and I said to him, I want to make it next month. You know, he did ask me well, why. You know, why do you want to make it next month? And I was like, Well, if we don't do it next month, it's never going to happen. It's going to be that story. We're like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll start in six months' time, and then something will go wrong, and then it gets postponed. And I was like, Fuck that. We're going to make it uh, next month. And we're just going to have to shoot it in blocks. Um, so we actually did 28 days of shooting but over a year and a half uh, so okay. that's, that's 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 how we had to do it because of because of budget so we, you know we're pumping our own money money into it at the time you know well um i have to say
0: that gary green is perfect for the part how did you get involved in the movie
2: so i yeah so i've known i've known gary now for about uh shit, i think about 11 years or some shit like that and i met him on a. Uh, I was acting in this uh, student movie or some shit, and Gary was there, and I just thought this guy looks fucking weird. <laughs> 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 that looks fucking crazy, and he looks like one of my one of the because I always I always like characters, and I just thought he looks fucking great. You know, he's got such such character, and so yeah, Gary's normally an extra. So he's been an extra in like fucking and fucking everything that gets shot here. And he's that—he's almost that annoying extra in a way. Uh, everybody's got a story about him where, you know, you'll be like two people speaking what you're concentrating on, and then you'll be in the background, and he's just like fucking over the top, and the people are like, "Who the fuck is that in the background?" <laughs> like, can you just tell him to fucking calm down? And um, but that—that's the thing with Gary, you know. Obviously, he—he—he he, he wants to act, and you know, and he's just—he's just trying to be seen. You know, he's that underdog. He's just trying to be seen. Uh, he just wants to be noticed. And so after I met him, I started putting him in putting him in music videos here and there, and a little featured part, and then it got a little bit bigger, and then it got a little bit bigger, and then I made um, the short Fry Barry, and I, and I just said, he'd be perfect for it. I'll so you don't have to prep for it or anything. I'll just talk to you through every step. And then when it came to the feature film, I, you know, I said, I decided to make a feature film on Fry Barry, and I think he was quite, you know, quite shocked and um because you know, that's the thing he's not he's not a trained actor you know what i mean so when, when you haven't got a trained actor and you know they've had no training and they've got no showreel and they haven't really done like a proper speaking part or a proper you know acting part um you know i had to work with them very very closely and and it's funny because the you know, with with the character he was playing the the first the first part of the uh, of the movie. You know, when there's this heroin junkie, you know, I had to make him completely different than when he's the alien. So that was probably uh, the biggest thing to 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 pull off because I had to make him be kind of like normal. And he's not even normal in real life, so I had to, <laughs> to fucking try, <laughs> try, try and make him uh, get get you know get what I wanted out of out of that at the first part, and because he would keep emphasizing emphasizing on uh, certain words, and I'm like, and I'm like, just say this and just say that, but just talk to him like I'm talking to you now. Don't emphasize on anything. Just just everything's just like casual conversation, and. Um, so we did that, and he, you know, and he did really well. And then when it came to, the, you know, the rest of the film, it was funny because, you know, his character mimics like a lot of people, and, a lot, a lot, you know, it's like this kid, he's like the sponge. So you, you know, he, he mimics all these people. And then when it came to directing, it was, uh, it was funny because he was mimicking me. Because I'll be on the side of the camera, going, uh, "Okay, copy me, Gary. Okay, now do this face, now do that face. Okay, now I try this." And I'd show him what to do as we went, and he was like mimicking me off off camera. But when I thought of this idea for Fry Barry and how I was going to do it, it was one of those where I can't have this character speaking. I have to, you know, it has to be right for for me to use Gary for it to work. And and don't get me wrong, Gary did an amazing job. He put 120% and nobody could have played this part better than him. He was like he was amazing for the part. He was fucking great. And he, he you know, it, we worked very closely and um he trusted me completely. And um yeah, he did he did a great job. But it was what you know, as I said, when I when I had the idea, it was one of those things where I said to myself, you know what, because he's not going to speak throughout the movie and it's going to be more based on his experience, you know, because I always say it's like a, you know, the movie's like a, like a road movie without the car, but Barry's the car and you're just going on this fucking journey uh, with him. So when he does have dialogue and he does mimic somebody, if it comes out a bit weird, it's fine. He's a fucking alien. So it doesn't, doesn't really fucking matter. You know, (laughs) it makes, it makes, uh, it makes sense. And um, yeah, and it just, yeah, it just, yeah, it just took off from there, and it it was just, as I said, you know, right character, right story, the right way to to make the film and everything, and it and it just it just worked, you know. Yeah,
1: and uh, when you were thinking of the role of Barry, what what were you looking for in an actor for that role? Uh,
2: it, was, it was More than anything, it was just like you see, I dig I dig characters, and Gary's a fucking character, and he's just got that. He's just like he's got that presence, and the thing is with Gary is nobody looks like Gary. I mean, you know what I mean? Nobody looks like him. He's got this very unique look, and I keep telling him that, and he doesn't realize it. But it, it's 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 that uh, you know, that's what makes you know when I, when I was thinking about this character and how I wanted to do it and how he would dress and all this, it was almost like creating that like superhero character. You know, you know, what's his suit? You know, what does he wear? What is, you know, you know, it's one of those things where it's something rememberable, You know, where you know, if you got like Jason Bourne, he's he's got his like fucking boiler suit or whatever, and it was like cool. He's gonna have his fucking denim jeans and his denim jacket and his hairs coming down, and that's it. That's you know, that's you know, that's how he looks. And I really approached it, you know, like that. And but it wouldn't. This film wouldn't work with anybody else. He's got that. You know, you could you could get a you know, another actor, um, you, you know, you can get another actor and try to do all this prosthetic so he looks a certain way, but this is the thing with Gary, he looks the way he looks and that's, that's what's, you know, what's awesome about him. And, um, you know, and it's, it's like, you know, whether, whether it's his teeth or his face or his hair or his eyes and his, you know, the way he's built and everything it's like, he's just, you know, he's just perfect for it and nobody could come you know, close to that, doing the same, you know, the same vibe that I wanted, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. That makes total sense. Um, Gary is absolutely hilarious. And I wanted to ask you, uh, were there a lot of laughs filming the uh, movie? Like, you know, I imagine, like, in between scenes, there was probably a lot of outtakes.
2: Uh, Yeah, there was... um, I think anybody that watches this film, like you said, then, is that... um, we had, like, a fucking good time making this movie. Like, we were laughing our heads off, like, a lot of the time. Um, yeah, there was just constant uh, stuff, um, you know, that we were laughing at. And, and like I said, with, with uh, you know, before we started filming, you know, I said to Gary, I sat him down in my living room, and I was like, okay, we're going to make this film, we're going to make this feature, but there's a few things that i got to go through with you because it, it needs to be in the film. So b- before I could get to say what it was he was like I will not be naked and I'm like well this is the thing Gary and I was like you know there's a few scenes that that you know that you're going to be naked but we'll do it in a certain way and we'll close off the set and, and you don't see your bits it's just going to be from the side and, and and all that and he was like okay all right it's cool and um, we'll we'll have to um I'll just have to do it and I'm like all right cool great and you know when we did the abduction scene where he's on like all fours you know, on the uh, on the table and you've got the thing that goes in his mouth and up his ass. You know, while we we're shooting, that, I was just looking at the monitor and I was just laughing. And my DP was like, dude, what are you laughing at? And I'm like, look at what we're we making Gary do. <laughs> you know, you know, it was like, it, it's like he's like, he's such a champ for doing this, you know what I mean, for for trusting me and everything. And yeah, it's like, like, yeah, he would have done yeah, fucking yeah, anything that I asked him to. So so which which was really cool. Yeah? Yeah.
0: Yeah, so that was something um, I was
2: gonna ask because he was game to everything. Yeah, I mean there were some things he didn't want to do and then um yeah and then he 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 would yeah he just wanted to he just wanted to do well and, you know he I think he knew that this was his shot, you know?
1: And uh, did Gary ever say he was tired of walking? Because he does a lot of walking in this film. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um no, he, no, he didn't actually. He was uh, yeah, he was all right. He, um, um, it's actually funny because when, when I'm not shooting and stuff, like me and Gary, like we walk like everywhere. So like every now and then I'm like, cool. Like I need to go for a walk. I need a, uh, cause I can't always go to the, well actually me and Gary actually started going to the gym together and then we stopped going to the gym because of like COVID and shit. And then, but we'd go on these like fucking long walks. So it's just like me and Gary fucking walking like all around like Cape town and shit but um but yeah it, w- it was just it was just fun and then you know then there was those scenes where you know i would shoot something and shame and then you know like gary would you know he would do his like own thing uh which wasn't very good and then i'll be like at the end of the day i'll be like gary what the fuck are you doing and he goes isn't that cool and i'll be like no don't 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 ever do that again. <laughs> don't ever do that again. And, uh, but Jamie, like, like I said, he gave 120% the whole time. It was just funny. And then when it came to the, like the sex scene with the, with the sex worker, uh, I explained to Gary and the actress, you know, this is how we're going to do it. This is how we're going to film it and this and this and this. And he was like, okay, cool. And the actress was like, cool. Uh, so we're busy setting up the shots. And I said to Gary, you know, you're not going to be naked. You you know, your pants are going to be down and we're going to, shoot from behind, but we'll, you know, we'll give you like a sock to cover your dick and shit. So it'll just be like, (laughs) you know, from behind. And he's like, okay, cool. So I explained to him. And then while we were setting up the scene, uh, Gary just came on set and, you know, my, my DP, uh, Gareth, he says like nudges me and he goes, dude, look, look at Gary. So we're, we're, you know, we're, we're just setting up the scene. We're still doing the lights and stuff. And then Gary comes out and he's completely naked (laughs) And he's, like, he's, you know, looking down at his crotch because he's fixing this, like, fucking sock that we gave him. And I'm thinking, why the fuck is he naked? Like, he's I just told him he's not going to be naked in the scene. So I go up to him because the whole crew's there. It's not like it's a closed-off set. It's like we're still working on everything. So I'll go up to Gary and I like, I go up to him and then I, obviously I can't help like look what he's doing. And I'd be like, Guy, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm just trying to get this uh, thing on. And I'm like, and I'm like what, what about your balls? And he goes, ah, oh, the balls are okay. And I'm like, No, we like, we don't want to fucking see your balls. And then I was like, But well, why are you naked? are <laughs> I, I, I naked in the scene? And, he, and I'm like, No. And I was like, I just fucking told you. And he's like, Oh shit. So he like picked up all his clothes and they like, walked back out the room to, to go put his clothes on. So the, yeah, there was always like funny, you know, there was always like funny things. And then, I mean, there was one shot um, when Gary's fighting uh, the chainsaw guy, uh, you know the, the the girl's on the other side, and she's waiting to see who who comes through the door. you know, is it gonna be the chainsaw guy that won the fight, or is it gonna be Barry? So all that Gary had to do, Gary Barry. All that Gary had to do was walk out of this, walk out, you know, walk out the door and turn and look at the girl and smile. And we probably did, not even joking, we probably did like 80 takes just on that <laughs> coming through. the. It, 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 it sounds stupid, but that was the hardest shot of the movie. And it was literally <laughs> walking through the door. I'm fucking turning, that's all you had to fucking do. And I was just like, it was late at night and I'm like, okay, Gary, like you come out the door, you hear what's happening with the girl over there. So as you come out the door, you hear, and you turn, and you turn your body. And then you see the girl and you smile. So I'll be like, and action. So Gary would come out and you'll do this. And I'm like, okay, no, like you got to like you hear, you turn, then you turn your shoulders. Do it again. And <laughs> we do it again and we do it again. And I'm like, okay, Gary, I'll do it. Watch me. I'll do it. So I do it. And he goes, I'm doing the same thing. And I was like, you're not. Like, you're not fucking <laughs> I'm like, you got it. Like, you got it. Like, you're coming out the door and you hear. That's why you turn your head. You hear the girl and the kids. So that's why you turn. So as you turn your head, you turn your shoulders and you see the girl and then you smile. And that, yeah, we just did like 80 fucking takes. And then I think my crew was going, Ryan, what what do you want him to do? I said, I just want him to turn and fucking look. That's it. That's <laughs> all I want him to do. And he can't like just keep turning like like this robot, you know, and uh fucking out just went on for like forever. But yeah, we got we got it. We got it in the end. But yeah, it was literally like 80. To, I felt like fucking Stanley Kubrick or something in the shine and just go do it again. Do it again and it just yeah it just lasted for forever but shame he didn't he didn't get annoyed or anything and and that, that was the cool thing about gary he, he knows he's not an actor and he knows uh this whole thing is a it's it's, it's going to be a big deal for him and he gave it his best you know his best shot and you know and then you know the, the whole experience of the movie and and everything you know it's it's very much when i was writing the film you know it was very much you know, going on this journey, you know, it was like a, very much like a, like I said before, like a road trip. And, you know, it was going on this journey, at, you know, as Barry or, you know, or with Barry. And it was, you know, the whole thing is this, you know, drug trip experience that, you, you know, you're going through and it still has a beginning, middle and end and, and character arc in the film and all that. But it was, you know, I've always seen this film as a, you know, as, a, as an experience. And I think it's, I think it's I think it's a great film to watch with a group of friends. I think it's a great film to watch when you're stoned, or whatever you fucking <laughs> take. It. Uh, and I think yeah, I think it's it's just a great uh, you know movie to to watch with people and uh, you know experience it. And I, I think it's because because that's the thing you know there's horror elements you know in Barry and there's you know there's a lot of you know the sci-fi elements and there's a shitload of comedy you know there's a there's a hell of a lot of uh, dark humor and comedy in the movie. And it's it's one of those things that, you know, this film is definitely not for everybody, but it's one of those where, you know, don't take it too fucking serious. You know, the film is what it is. So just like sit back and enjoy it. And the way I wrote it as well was, you know, it was one of those where I, I really tried to not make the audience know what was coming next. And I tried to make it as, as uh as random as possible that the, you know the audience doesn't think oh this is going to happen or that's going to happen and i really wanted to make it as, spo- as spontaneous as possible to keep you know to keep the audience thinking you know what the fuck is going to go happen next and where where are we going with this movie you know and uh you yeah, that was the whole goal and then on top of that it was you know having certain scenes in the movie that people will remember and people you know will talk about and um and it, yeah it just you know it worked it worked that um and as i said you know this film's not for everybody but at the same time it's 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 cool because even if you dislike this film and it's not for you. You will still talk about it, and you'll still tell people about it, okay. and and that's the cool thing. So I mean, you, you might have somebody that that watch, watches it and go, oh yeah, I just watched this fucking fucking shit film or this weird fucking film, and this happened and that happened, and then uh, you know the person that they're telling will probably be like, oh that sounds fucking cool. Like what what what's the name <laughs> of this film? You know so yeah. Well, uh, something, that, uh, something that,
0: that really gets to me, and it's nothing that you did wrong, it's just like it's, it's an annoying thing that happens in real life that's not exaggerated in your film, and that's Barry's sex life uh you know like so let me ask you something what do you think it is about you he always gets the pussy he gets the pussy all the time obviously right but that's the thing what do you think it is about users and their lifestyles that lead them to always getting laid because i know guys that have their shit together and they can't get a date with anyone and i know a few users and it's like they're getting ass around every corner like what do you think it is in writing the character that's accurate
2: his sex life is accurate so i want to know what do you think what do you think? You're in the wrong crowd, man. You're in the wrong crowd. <laughs> you're in the wrong crowd. you You got to go, go on the street, man. you got to meet the people on the street. <laughs> uh, I, I think, well the, well, the thing is, I put that in the movie where a lot of people would be, you know, would say, how the fuck is this guy getting laid? You know, if he looks like that and he's not really talking, how the fuck is he getting laid? And at the same time, for me, you know, I wanted to do that thing where it's almost like he this, this alien has given off this, you know, this thing where, you know, we don't really talk about it, but like, you know, when he goes into the, you know, the supermarket and everybody's just wants to flirt with him, everybody just wants to fuck him. And I just thought it was fucking funny that we would do that, that he would get up to all this <laughs> random, you know, all these random situations that, are uh, that just, you know, right place, right time. Uh, and would just, you know, would, that would just happen, you know?
0: Right. Well, uh, clearly exploitation and grindhouse films were an influence on Friedberry. So, you know, like, uh, is that fair to say? Grindhouse and exploitation films had an influence. Yeah, yeah, de-
2: yeah, definitely. I mean, it all comes back to like all these like eighties and late seventies movies that uh, that I would watch, and you know, to to try and make that that film of a, you know, we you know we end up getting like cult status for. Fryberry, but you know, before, when I was making it, <clears throat> you know, I looked at all these like cult-style films, and to get the right tone, uh, you know, of the movie, and the, you know, the, in post there would be some things where we edited, like uh, like the car scene, and it would uh, and it was totally different, and it was fucking funny, and it was really different, but it just didn't suit the tone of the movie, so I had to change it and 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 make it a lot different. So I really wanted to keep that that thread throughout the movie and that tone throughout the movie, right. And it's like when you look at movies like, um, you know, there's a lot of references from like uh, Starman, you know, John Carpenter's Starman. And, you know, there was references from uh, Bad Boy Bobby, you know, that nineties Australian movie, um, you know, where there was all these like little, little things there that, you know, with these cult films and the tone and, you know, the way it looks and, and stuff like that and it's uh, and that's why I'm saying like you know we, we don't make these type of films in South Africa at all so you know the story itself is universal and international but uh, it's just like it just happened to take place you know in, in South Africa you know
1: It's funny you bring up Starman because uh, I was talking to Drew and I said this is almost like a fucked up, up version of Starman <laughs> yeah. so I'm, I'm really glad that, that you thought uh, well you had that as an inspiration
2: for it yeah i mean i've always loved that uh you know i've always loved that uh yeah i've always loved that movie and it's you know it's always because that's the that's the thing it's like you know a lot of people you know said you know Barry is so original that you know we haven't seen that you know that alien you know that is uh you know is you know that gets trapped in a in a heroin addicts drug addicts body you know we haven't seen that and uh, and when i came up with the idea i just thought you know that's fucking great because i mean it just you know it just happens to be you know they just picked the wrong person at the wrong time you know what <laughs> i mean if like if they picked up like a nine to five guy you know on that day walking back home from the pub or something like that you know the movie would be a different movie so it just happens to be that uh paul barry was walking down the streets. And in that area where he lives and because he's a dro- drug addict and the friends that he knows, it's just, uh, you know, it, it just changed, you know, the whole story and it changed everything that, you know, that, that, that would happen, you know, on the, on his, uh, on his journey.
1: Yeah. And in the movie, uh, you throw in an intermission there. So, uh, what, 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 what made you throw in like an intermission,
2: I was all these things. I mean, like even, even the intro of uh, the movie, you know, we had that certification thing at the beginning. So, you know, in the eighties in England, every time a movie, every time you rented a movie on VHS, there would always be this dude sitting there at this fucking table going, this film is classified 18. That means anybody below that age can't watch this movie. And it was always a thing. So as, as friends and family, you would sit there and watch these movies and you would either fast forward it or everybody in the room would would uh, you know talk along with it because it would be like oh, here we go, you always hear this thing so i wanted to put that in because it was a big you know a big part of my childhood and obviously i changed up all the the dialogue and it made it different. and then again with the intermission it was you know going to the cinema in the uh, you know in the 80s early early 90s it was we had those intermissions which uh, which is crazy because we don't get any more in, in England or South Africa. I don't know about America, but we, we don't get that anymore. And the, the crazy thing is that movies are actually fucking longer now, like by a few hours mm-hmm. and we don't, and we don't have the, the intermission. So again, it was coming back to the, the intro on the VHSs and the, and at the cinema having that uh, intermission. And, you know, I use that intermission as a, you know, as a, um, uh, you know, as a, as a pace thing that, you know, you, you, cause it's quite, you know, fast paced that this has happened, that's happened. So it's like, it calms down a bit, but then, you know, we have those commercials, uh, fake commercials that with, are with Barry in it and stuff like that. And then, you know, and just changed, you know, changed up uh, a bit of the, of the tone and then going straight back into the movie, you know? So I just thought it was something cool and something different, uh, but also very much, uh me growing up in the eighties and early nineties and you know and experiencing and that thing that you know that I just missed that we don't see anymore, you know. And uh with
1: the intermission, you had the classic popcorn soda. What what's your favorite snack at the cinema? Um
2: that's a good one. You know, I, I don't always eat like popcorn to be honest. If a friend gets okay. popcorn and I'll eat popcorn, but yeah, I don't know. I just always uh r- um I mean, in England, we used to always get, like, hot dogs and shit. And over here, we don't don't really have that uh, in the cinemas. So, I don't know. I'll I'll always uh, – recently now, um, you put me in a dark room to watch a film. I always end up trying my best not to fall asleep. And it's it's just because I'm in a dark room and I'm fucking tired. And I really (laughs) want to watch the movie, but I'm, like, struggling to, like, uh, stay awake because I'm just so busy you know working and doing all this stuff so by the time i go there it's it's like relaxing time but at the same time i'm like i really want to watch this but i'm like dozing off so now it's like a red bull before i go into a cinema
1: and the chairs are so comfy now in the theaters that i think that's what adds to it
2: yeah yeah dude you put me in a dark room and it's warm and it's comfy i'm just like hey i'll just fall <laughs> asleep
1: yeah now, uh, in Barry in the mental hospital, one of the characters is named Martini. And Martini was a character from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. His character yeah. somewhat kind of looks like Danny DeVito. Well, was yeah. that an intentional nod?
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. In, in Barry, there's so many references of 70s and 80s films. There's, there's fucking loads. There's, there's so many. And again, it's all the films that I grew up on. And, you know, to have all these references... And all these uh, little Easter eggs throughout the movie—it was like any film buffs will pick it up, and other people, you know, won't uh, won't pick it up. But there's there's loads. There's the, I've lost count. There's just there's tons of them.
1: And uh, like a lot of walking for uh, Barry, there's a lot of extreme close-ups. What uh, made you want to make those so prominent?
2: Um, yeah, well, it's just about being in his uh, space and, and being. Uh, in his view. So with the character at the same time, you know, it's him experiencing the world for the first time as the alien and it's the people experiencing him at the same time. So everything's, and because of the drugs and stuff, everything's like, you know, we shot on like wide lenses and like quite close up to give, you know, to give it that whole, uh, effect, you know, you know, throughout the, throughout the movie, which just makes it more intense. Like going back to the, to the scene in the hospital when the guy pulls the chair and comes and sits next to him. It's like, he's in his face, like straight away, you know, and it's that whole thing where he's just, you know, people talking at, at this alien, you know?
1: And uh, lastly, I want to ask, uh, what do you want people to take away from seeing fried Berry?
2: Don't do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, I, old, if, don't if, you if, it's it's just one of those films where like i said you just got to enjoy it you got to go into it like open-minded and it's just a crazy wacky ride you know what i mean it's uh you know there's a lot of heart in the movie as well um you know with his with his wife and his girlfriend his wife and um so yeah it's just like you know just sit back and enjoy it and don't don't over overthink it you know what (laughs) i mean And and i think that's it always comes down to like person personality and sense of humor. You either get it or you don't. You know, you either laugh at it or go, "Oh, that's not funny. That's that's offensive." And I'm like, ah, "That's funny though." But so it's like, it's it's yeah. Uh, yeah. So at, at the end of the day, you know, you, I mean, look, we, we live in the day and age now where you can't say this, you can't say that, you can't do that, you can't do this. And I think what was cool about Fry Barry at the time that it came out. Is like I just didn't give a fuck about all that shit. And it, at the end of the day, it's just a fucking movie. It's just characters. Uh, these characters do exist in the world in every fucking city in the world. So it's just like yep. you know, don't, 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 don't overthink it. You know, don't overthink it. And it's just a movie. It doesn't mean that um, you know, it doesn't mean that people are against. Uh, you know, you know, just the scenes, whether if somebody's gay or bisexual or this or that, or uh, is black or white or whatever, like it's, it's, it's so stupid. It's just a movie. It's just the it's just a character. And it's the, it's, it's, I mean, it's a fucking drug addict that gets abducted by aliens. That's, that's the fucking movie. So it's, I mean, it's, you know, it's going on this it's journey. A Andrew's <laughs> all. So, I mean, and that was a prosthetic dick. I, I'm pretty sure Gary goes around telling everybody, yeah, that's my, that's my fucking dick in that movie. But it was a prosthetic. It was a prosthetic in that movie. So, uh, so yeah.
1: And uh, we definitely want to thank you again for joining us today. What uh, upcoming projects are you working on?
2: Uh, there's quite a few. I can't really uh, uh, speak about uh, a lot of them. Um okay. So I'm j- I'm just juggling with uh, stuff at the moment, and I don't know what's going to come up first. Uh, but I have been working on um, uh, developing um, uh, Street Trash, uh, remake of the 1987 uh, Street Trash movie. So uh, oh, I'm shooting that. Uh, so at the moment now we're you know we're we're looking into that now, and the script's done, everything's uh, ready to go. So it's just yeah, when when we're ever going to shoot this. Shoot this movie, but yeah, it's still it's still early stages right now.
1: And uh, where where can people keep up with you online?
2: Uh, yeah, so you can go on uh, Instagram, uh, a Ryan Kruger thing, uh, or on uh, Facebook, uh, Ryan Kruger, and Twitter, Ryan Kruger thing. And yeah, you just check that or RyanKruger.tv, and um, yeah, you can check out all the later stuff uh, that i'm doing and i think the next thing that i'm probably going to be releasing is probably going to be those experimental uh films i've got that one more that's in post-production and once that's done then i'll probably have an exhibition for that and start and i'll probably start to release one a month or one a week or something like that oh yeah
1: that's awesome and uh, again we would just want to thank you for joining us today fried Berry's awesome uh make sure to check it out on shutter if you haven't seen it already
2: Cool man! And, uh, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks so much, Ryan. We appreciate it having you.
1: So, uh, before I start the wrap up here, I said that I didn't want to talk about the uh, abduction in case, in case, people wanted to you know, avoid the interview and wait. But I was going to say, uh, could you also call this movie "Invasion of the Dickhole Snatchers"? <laughs> That popped to me when we were talking about it. I wanted to bring it up but I was like I gotta save it Until after the interview when that, when the, when that Part gets brought up That shit's still fucked up they went through his dickhole. hole Anyway Thanks to all the horror hounds and smokers Out there for tuning in uh, Thanks to Ryan Kruger again for joining Us yeah, today man. And uh, we got another interview for you next Week uh, we got Vincent Grishaw who directed What Josiah Saw That's And what movie. did Josiah Saw we won't tell you what he saw next week. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure to follow us on social media at High On Horror420. I mean I said it back in Puff Puff Ass, so you should have listened Say back. It again. Say it again, But it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tick and Talks. And then uh check out our website, highonhor.com. Uh you can sign up for our newsletter and get future episodes and announcements to, uh emailed directly to your inbox. You can go back and listen, find all of our previous episodes that way. And uh I think that'll about wrap her up. Oh no, if you want to send us some questions also you need to emails, possibly. Yes, yes. Hi- at, the, at
0: all those uh, addresses that he just listed, you can also send us Puff Puff Ask Questions.
1: And you can also email us at high on horror420 at gmail <laughs> Now I think that'll about wrap her up. Catch us
0: later. See ya.